Welcome to another episode of the Protein Bros Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Wasserman, and is with me as always my co-host, Kyle Combs. What's going on, guys? We have a very special guest on the podcast today. His name is Tyler. He is the owner of Dog Pound KC. But let's talk a little bit more about where Tyler came from, because it's one of those things where it's not common. Your your story is very unique. And so we've had a lot of people who've started a gym on our podcast for sure. But we haven't had anybody that has your story. Yep. So thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, man. I, thank I love you for coming you on. on, dude. And you were at a barbecue this past weekend, man. Sweet barbecue. It, it was, uh, Did you it enjoy was yourself? Time. Of course. Of yeah. course. You Tell got us, sunburnt probably. It was your guys' first booth. First Is booth. that correct? Yep. How'd it go for you guys? Did you meet some new friends? Made some new friends, set the booth up, got the experience, just new stuff. Yeah. Tell me about your truck that you pulled up in because I was super jelly. So I have this money pit of a Bronco. Oh, I nice. Thought, uh, thought it'd be a good idea. The new ones I didn't like. So you got an older one? His, Old he's one. got a oh, 19. Awesome. I got a 75. And so that's Those why I was really. Are we talking yours. about the OJ edition, old one? So mine's kind of the OJ edition. Nice. I believe yours is like an 88. 96. Fuck. This is the last year they made them. Fuck. Fuck. But they around. all look old. Yeah. Everybody. Dude, but yours is you. You did it right with the no with the no uh, camper top. Oh, you gotta take the top off. Oh, yeah. dude, that was yours. Yeah. yeah. So I saw it at the bar- barbecue. Yeah, sick. Yeah. I, I saw you pulling up, and I was like, oh man, that's a sick yeah. truck. Oh, what what are the tires on there? 30, 33s? 38. 38s. 38s. Yeah, dude, it's like a monster truck. It's a baller. Yeah, yeah we, we got a picture of that somewhere. Yeah. Give, we're going to put it right here, Luke. We're, we're, no, Luke doesn't do that. <laughs> we yeah, ask him right to do here. it, then he doesn't go back and do it. Yeah, yeah. it makes me look like a Jesus. fool on our YouTube. Just here's the Jeff's photo. holding his hand, and nothing's there. This is Tyler's truck right, yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do that for us, Luke? He's holding a full size bronco. Dude, I had it right there. Yeah. I had a, my old truck was lifted. And the only thing bad about a lifted truck is parking. It. His, shit, his if, shit was really. If, lifted. if you have yeah. like a parking lot that's completely full, you're like, God, dang it, you know. Where yeah. do you live at? So I live in Lee Summit right now. Yeah, that, that's where the gym is too. Correct, Blue Springs. Blue Springs. Blue Springs. Uh, the the thing about lifted trucks is trying to really park it in a parking garage is. No, no, you just don't go in. You can't go into a parking garage for the most part. Can you go through a drive-thru? Yeah. Can you get can you get uh, you also can't get a car wash? Another thing that you don't think about. (laughs) You gotta wash it by hand. Oh, that's brutal. I mean, I guess I have a wrapped uh, vehicle now. Yeah, and you can't go through yeah, I got Why do people get wrapped vehicles? Yeah, Jeff, why do they expensive? They're just money. What's the purpose? He's talking about a money pit right now. Well, you said money pit of a Bronco. No, I said, oh, did you say that? He it said money, money. Oh, yeah. So I have two wrapped vehicles, actually. Yeah, so I was question. looking at that. Uh, for one, I don't have one that has uh, any kind of like advertising on it. So that's one reason why people get wrapped vehicles, right? To advertise uh-huh. their business. Two, um, changing up the paint without having to change up the paint. Yeah. As in like I can remove it anytime I want, change that's, it up anytime I, I thought. want. You listen listen to this story. So Jeff buy, gets this Raptor. It's actually my Raptor, um, but that's a different story. But Jeff gets this Raptor. It's in Kyle's name. It's in my name. <laughs> but he gets it. It's a black Raptor. I'm like, oh, that's sweet. And he's like, I'm going to wrap it. I'm like, cool, man. Which, what so, color? No, no. I go, I go to drop him off to, to pick it up. And it's he got it flat black. So it was black, and then he got it flat black. And I was you like, just can't dude. can't go wrong with black. I, but I was like, what are you doing? If you're going to wrap it, wrap it a different yeah. color, you know, than what you bought it with. You it's know? flat black versus gloss black. Two totally different vibes. <laughs> yeah. And I put bronze wheels on it. Like, like dope. hey, man, bronze wheels with a with a matte finish, it is. You it know, is sometimes sweet... you just got to keep things stock all the way, like my truck. <laughs> Kyle, uh, we've had a long ongoing battle between his GMC AT4, which is a very beautiful truck. Uh-huh. Right, you felt the speed yesterday too. Though. <laughs> oh yeah, that V eight, it'll get you. 
uh, and versus the Raptor. He's like, come on, you know, you guys would want my truck, right? Like talking to people and everybody's like, no, I'd take the black one. No, 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 no. Come on, dude. This is a white stock, white white stock stock AT4. You got that V6. It's pretty nice. I got the 6.2 liter. I got it. Not great with what gas is doing right now. You feel that too. It's $20. I got a turbo man. mine. I don't know. I guess, I guess we could race if you wanted to, if you wanted to to lose. No. I got I got the good off the line speed. You might beat me on the long, you know. That's that is, that is true. So, <laughs> anyways, back to back to uh, fitness. Back to fitness. <laughs> Fit, oh yeah, fitness. That's what. So you got you got a gym in uh, in Blue Springs. What uh, what originally got you into the fitness industry, man? So my whole life, I think you know how everybody's like, oh, I don't, I want to be a cop mm-hmm. or a sure. firefighter. Sure, it was weird. I was just like, man, I want to be a trainer. Really, and like. I was training my friends in high school. I didn't even know what I was doing. But it was one of those things where like, this would be a cool job. Yeah. And uh, got certified, got all that stuff taken care of. Was this all in uh, the Kansas City area, or are you, are you from? So I grew up in Kearney, and then my first job was at a corporate gym in Independence. And then uh, from there, you got all the certifications, like seven or eight. Was this, uh, was this gym in Independence <clears throat> open 24 hours? 24 hours. That might be a key as to what the gym would have been. Okay. Yeah. So, dude, isn't it real quick? Isn't working out like when you're like 15, 14 years old, like the best times in your life? Because you're like, you know, you get the newbie gains going on. You're going home. You're crushing eggs. You know, you don't really know what you're doing, but it's like, it's all new. It's all crushing eggs. What is that? What are you talking about? You didn't do. He did that. I know he did. I never crushed an egg. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Like thought, eating eggs. Sorry, oh, not yeah. like oh, actually yeah. crushing them. Boiling I was eggs. like, no, I'd go home and phrase. I would, I would literally like crush eggs into a glass and I'd drink them. Yeah, you're just and trying. And I drink the like just, worst tasting. Yeah, just can I cuss protein? on here? Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah you're just trying new shit. You're like, oh yeah, I read this. Yeah. you don't know anything. Yeah, yeah dude. But, if I take this glutamine, are you serious, Kyle? Oh gosh, sorry. First time. Sorry. This your first time doing a podcast? Sorry, that's Ian, the district manager from St. Louis, calling me. What a jerk. So I thought the cool part was in high school, you know, you're doing deadlifts, hand clean, squats, and you're like, yeah. fuck, can we do some curls, some cool shit? You yeah, yeah that, dude. dude. So it really started after, because I was like, you know, Were you doing for sports? When you, is that how you got into lifting at yeah, first? Yeah. Got got football lifting is how we <clears throat> got into it. Football you know? lifting, mm-hmm. just, you know, taking weights classes as a blow-off class. Doing all the Olympic lifts and stuff. All the Olympic lifts. And then, you know, you don't get to do... Preacher curls when you're doing that. Hell no. It's the same shit over and over again. Yeah. It works though. Depending on how cool your coach is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We had to go to, uh, we'd have like strength and conditioning during school for like sports. And then afterwards, after school, we'd go to the rec center to get our curls on. You know what I'm saying? That's what we would do too. Absolutely. Fuck it. We're getting curls in today. Yeah. It's, did you grow up playing sports? Yeah. I was like, dude, if I get, if I, I got to have like big arms and football pads. That's like my goal. Whether I can hit somebody hard or not, like that's a secondary. I got to look good in pads. The coach is really, you ain't going to. Play football with your arm, curl biceps, and I was like, okay, well, all right, well, I'll just put the curls yeah. on the back burner then. Our yeah, coach we'll used to say, later. "There's not a well, this is a separate thing." He'd be like, "There's not a bench press on the fifty yard line." Yeah. So if somebody's really strong, but then they sucked at football, he'd yeah. be like, "Hey, that, you know, you need to be the primary need focus needs to be on football, not you most know, of, most of the guys that were strong were pretty good though." You know, what yeah, I mean? in high not, school for sure. In high school, yeah. it always correlated. Yeah. So let's go back to your start now. Yeah. So. I got certified like seven times because 
Through what? The, through what? We I've got, got Wits, Ace. ISSM. Yeah. Just, so then. In the beginning, it's all at, just like whatever's yeah. cheapest. So there's like three good ones. Mm-hmm. But then this corporate gym was like, we'll pay you more the more search you have. And they gave me a list of like. <laughs> You're like golf <laughs> fitness professional. Yeah. So there's. <laughs> they make one, by the way. Just so you guys know, like, you can get that. Yeah. There's certs. <laughs> you could just sign up right now and pass and some gyms will qualify it. Mm-hmm. And uh, got certified. There's the only gym that would give me a shot. So if, if you didn't know this, and this was the gym that was open 24 hours, 24 hours. So if you do for all you trainers that are aspiring trainers, you might be certified. You might train your friends, but you suck at training. (laughs) You're terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So like the first six months, I just fuck shit up. (laughs) Like nobody's ready to train. You think you're going to train athlete, this dude, you got 85 year olds with a bad hip and you're just doing wall swings with their foot yeah so get your i got my feet under me and then that kind of took off and then i went to that same 24 i transferred out to new york and uh did really well for myself i had another gym that was open 24 hours yep. but in new york yep i helped them open it train the trainers um it's a lot of sales yeah you sure. probably know sure um, Selling training is more people, important than training for well, a lot right. of gyms. People don't understand that that's, you know, 50% of the job. Like, yeah, you're training people, but you also have to, you know, do customer acquisition, yeah. client acquisition. So. And just having a plan, like knowing what you're going to do with anybody, having an eating program, you should probably have. That's mm-hmm. 80% of the goal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at, at 24 and in Independence, the 24-hour gym, I did really well, so I transferred out there, and uh, I think the thing that separates a lot of trainers is just I cared more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I put it all... I remember the first session... You, you knew you wanted to be a trainer. Everybody else is like, I think this might be what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, they just come in, and it's like, oh, trainers get girls training. I was like, dude, I'm training. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I saying about that. I remember the first session I missed. I cried. I was like... Oh my God, I missed this lady's session. Yeah. She's like, chill out, dude. I'm like, no, I take this shit serious. Yeah. And then you kind of get your feet under yeah, you. Yeah, I'm supposed to be here for you. Yeah, yeah. dude, I, I respect it totally. And, uh, you know, 10,000 sessions later at 24, you see the money that you make, and then you see the money they make, and then everybody gets that desire. Well, they're taking a lot of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm doing a lot of work here. I feel like I'm not getting a lot. Yeah, you could actually see, like, you get a cut of it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, fuck this. They're taking my money. At a gym like that, let's talk about this because this is a humongous deal in the fitness industry. And tons and tons of of people have trained at different places. And, you know, there's definitely pros and cons to all of the different formats that are out there. But let's talk about the different formats. That's cool. Because we want to educate while we're on on this podcast. So the first one... Is what you is what I would say is your classic big box gym training, which is the greatest for getting your feet wet, right? Because they're going to bring you a ton of clients, at least a lot of leads. Is that correct? Yeah. So far, and that's what you need when you're new. It's just opportunity. Uh, yeah, you need reps, right? right. Rep, you know, and opportunities. And so, with that being said, what was the kind of split that you were getting then? So this gym was real salesy. So if you sold it all up front, and we're talking thousands, thousands of dollars. Yeah, you get twenty percent of the split. If of the, of the sessions or of the upfront uh, of the upfront, you got and it. then you get a certain amount per session. But I mean, the real money is when you get that 20% on $3,000 package, right? Mm-hmm. If you break it and it's like they're, 
I mean, they're poor, man. Most then, people aren't going to be able to just fork out three grand today. It's like, well, get them to buy it in full. And then if you can't, then you get 10%, which is a lot of money when you're 24 years old. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, they would go, you'd get 10% of this and you get this much per session. And uh, this gym wasn't actually terrible, but it totals out to pretty much 60, 40. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're getting 60, they're getting 40. Yeah. If you don't sell it all up front, 50, 50. Yeah. And you know, you see that somebody like, like in New York, they're paying $91 a session. Yeah. And you're like, well, I only get 45. Mm-hmm. Like what the hell? Like I'm trying to, and then people, you can't train eight hours a day. Yeah. Like you, people think it's an eight, it's like an eight hour job. Dude, by the time you've done three in a row, you're warped. Mm-hmm. And it's not fair to the fourth client. I've done 13 sessions in a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like people are like, oh, yeah, it's good money. So they kind of program it like, oh, you should do eight sessions this day. It's like, this isn't an eight-hour-day job. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not an hour where I sit and twiddle my fingers. Like, you right. have to be on. Mm-hmm. So, And I if you're not training, you're, you're talking to new clients and right. talking to new potential clients, right? Right. And that's where... That's where most people fail is like you have to be there. Yeah. Like there's a lot of tactics we would use. A great one was like the high. So I'd mm-hmm. sit at the front and say, Hi, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Have a good workout. I didn't work the front desk. I was just a trainer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But by the sixth time I said hi, we were kind of comfortable. Then I'd be like, What are you working on today? Oh, yeah. Let me show you something. Mm-hmm. And it's not weird. Right. Yeah. Right. I say hi Breaking to you every nice. day, dude. Yeah. I wasn't trying to so sell you the last five times. The worst is when you get somebody new and they're like, like go sell them something then you're like oh shit yeah i don't even know this person yeah so getting rapport with everybody being there especially as a new trainer it's like just be there yeah yeah even if you're just dicking around dude it's so funny because here's what here's the beauty of what you're talking about okay what you're saying is just the fucking truth right okay and to 90 percent of people that say they want to be a trainer you already lost them just from that right because like, like well that sounds like a like a really a lot of discomfort I got to sit up here and say hi to a bunch of strangers and it, yeah. And they don't want to really talk to me. And it's like, well, but now they don't. Cause you have that attitude. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like they it, definitely don't. Cause you don't want to talk to them. And you're afraid of the, uh, and I, I've had it happen. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking to me for, dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Oh, sorry. And, and that bad, one person yeah. can control yeah. the rest of your, you know, so everyone takes the one person. It's yeah. so important as a new trainer to like, just be there, man. Cause like I said, I say hi to you every day. We'll start up a small conversation, and I won't say a thing about training. Yeah. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I got this dude. This dude's going to win. And it's like, not only that, it's like, I think I can help them because yeah. I think they're doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's the key right there. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Go so ahead. I was going to say, you got a guy who is going to quit. You know, you got a young dude who's really, you know, says he's passionate about fitness and stuff. And it's like, no, he feels really good about the results he got. Right. So he's right. passionate about fitness because of what self-belief he's created for himself because of fitness. Right. Right. But he doesn't really believe in it for other people because then he has to get uncomfortable. Right. Does yeah. that make sense? And so for you, you're like, you know, you could be focusing on the people that are, were uncomfortable or were, you know, not uh, invested in wanting to talk back with you. But somebody who after five or six hellos and, and, and genuine greetings and saying, how's your day and so forth, they all of a sudden want to talk to you. And you help them have a phenomenal transformation. Right. And it's all based on the fact that you weren't a pussy in the beginning. And it's not awkward. Like, you get to know these people, and we've all done it. We're like, that dude's a douche. Mm-hmm. Or she looks like she looks like a, like a bitch. I don't want to talk to her. She's going to be mean. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Then you find out they're kind of cool. They're great. Yeah. And I've had it where I'm just talking to them, and they, they ask me about training. 
Because I talk to him all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, 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 hold up. Yeah. All right. No. Bang, right there. It's sweet because, one, there's no awkwardness. Like, two, when you see him, you're like, oh, I kind of like this dude. Yeah, kinda yeah. I kind of like this girl. She's fun. And, and then, then you, you started stacking up transformations. You start stacking up, you know, people getting great <laughs> results, telling their friends. And now you don't have to work nearly as hard at it. Right. Right. And I mean, transformations. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I see a lot of trainers that are like posting pictures of their one rep PR. Nobody mm-hmm. gives a fuck about your one rep PR. What are you doing with your clients? Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of times trainers don't see this. That shit's intimidating. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go work out. Like, your client base isn't other dude that has a cool one rep PR. Your client base <laughs> is people that need help. Yeah, yeah. 35-year-old moms that can't lose the baby weight. Mm-hmm. That's who I didn't want to work with, but I love working with now. Yeah. And it's like, they're financially stable. Mm-hmm. They need help. They're willing to learn. And you're not a meathead. Yeah. Sorry, but that matters. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your program works, number one. Right, right. We program talk- Results is everything, and, and I think care is, is, <laughs> is the other aspect of it. There's a lot of people who can produce results, and they actually, you know, can maintain a business because of their results, but they don't actually care. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if it's, I think, like, I think the, you know, another thing we talk about, like trying to reduce obesity, like a lot, um, on this podcast because it's so high and it keeps climbing. So, you know, year over year. And I think as a trainer, just being able to assess when somebody comes to you and listening to what they're trying to do and actually like designing a program around what they're actually trying to do, you know, they're not trying to be the best bencher in the, you know, right. in the gym, they're trying to, like you were saying, lose the baby weight. And so your program needs to be designed around that. It needs to be designed to basically give them get maximize you know the the efficiency of what you guys are doing during the time that you have them, and then teaching right. them how to eat. You're, to, you know, you're respecting their time. You right, know? you're making sure you're getting the most. But out also, of it. you yeah. know, when you do that, you're you're creating better results. Which those results, then they turn around. Somebody says to them, "Hey, you know, what have you been doing?" She's like, "Oh, you got to you know check out my trainer. He's he's been helping me exactly. you know losing weight." And then she's like, "Well, what's his name?" And then you get a referral. People don't understand that that's that loop of, of business, you know, and also right. when you get genu- genuine recommendations from friends, it, it's way better than any marketing you could do. Any, yeah. you know, post you could make on social media, genuine recommendations is it in business, you know, it's a referrals. Yeah. And it's a referrals based off yeah. how your clients look mm-hmm. and your program not being crazy. Like there's styles to it. Like I remember there's an 80 year old guy and he was just like, fucking do it. Yeah. That's and his awesome. clients, I, I, I bought sessions from, I buy sessions from trainers all the time. Yeah. I'm always down to work with somebody new, learn something. He'd get results. Yeah. He couldn't even lift his arms above his shoulders. He's an old Jack dude. Really? And what was his name? Something awesome. Like Jasper or Roy. <laughs> <laughs> his name was Tim. He's, he's good. He's a good dude. He just passed away. God oh, from the forge. Uh, was he, he was, forge? he's worked at a lot of different gyms. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying like just recently, like he yeah. was still training. Yeah. Man, and he, dude. Like, you know, style RIP you, pouring out for Tim. Yeah. You know his style. It was just fucking do old it. school, bad, old school, it. badass. Eat, eat steak. Yeah, I lo- I didn't gain as much muscle when I ate chicken. Yeah. Like, did, did it make sense? <laughs> no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that work for everybody? No. But w- when you get people that it works for, yeah, they'll send people of the same mindset, the same to them. with the same goals. Yeah. And, sure. uh, yeah, just get results, yeah, and yeah. then be able to carry a conversation and get to know. Like all my clients, it's tough to say they're not my friends. Yeah. Right. Some of my best friends are my clients. For sure. And if, even if they're not training anymore, mm-hmm. I still text them. Yeah. I mean, what's the fun in working with somebody that you're not cool with? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because, like, 
I got 75 year old friends. I got 35 year old. I got 21 year old friends mm-hmm. and it's just getting to like really know people and care. Yeah, Dude, yeah. And it's crazy, man. I, when I was, so we've been fortunate <laughs> enough to meet some really phenomenal trainers in our lives. And, uh, there's a guy that I remember down in Springfield, uh, Missouri, where he was saying how he was, and he was like 28 years old at the time. And I remember he said, he's going to up to Kansas city for like a chief's tailgate, like three hours you know, away. And I was like, oh, nice. Who are you going with? You know, that sounds like a blast. And he's like, oh, and he like mentioned them all. And I'm like, aren't those people like 60 years old? Yeah. And he was like, well, yeah, dude. But he's like, I train them and I train their kids and they have, uh, you know, a suite at the Chiefs game and they invited their trainer. And I'm like a family friend at this right. point. You get invited to a lot of I cool things. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's 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 awesome. Well, yeah. think about it. I mean, you're spending an hour a day with them, you know, five days a week or three days a week. It's yeah. like it's a genuine you, relationship. You actually create, you know, bonds. And those yeah. bonds are basically, you know, what also help to create leverage to where they don't want to let you down. You know what right. I'm saying? If you if you have a trainer and they're more than just your trainer, they're, you know, they've become your friend. All of a sudden you can't skip a session with them. Right. Or maybe and, it's, and it, makes, or it might and be it the opposite working of that. out more <laughs> enjoyable for them, man. Yeah. You got Yes, like some people just don't like working out alone. Mm-hmm. I don't like working out alone. Yeah, I always yeah. got to have somebody to hang out with. Yeah, um, and somebody to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. I mean, ninety percent of training, it's not. Uh, it's not anything more than I just want to do it myself. Yeah, so I'll pay for it. Yeah, and you're, you know, I hate to say it, but it's like it's, there, there's better programs invented somewhere in the world. There's yeah. hyperbaric workouts that, that I can't do, mm-hmm. but I'm working with these people. Because they need the accountability. So let's make this fucking fun. Yeah. And I'm going to do the best I possibly can give you everything I got. Yeah. And I'm not going to leave any stone unturned. And if you don't do it, it ain't my fault. Mm-hmm. Like I'll take, like at my gym, anybody that signs up, we literally go to the grocery store. Yeah. On Tuesday night. And I walk you down every single aisle. It's awesome. And I give you a ketone test and it is on you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to be like, you failed me. You suck. But I'm like, your choice. If you want it, like, yeah. I have a wall of, like, 50 transformations Yeah. in, like, the two years we've been open. M- more than that. Yeah. And it's, like, as long as you know that I gave it your all and it's not my fault. Yeah. Because that, that used to bother me. People were like, your shit doesn't work. Mm-hmm. That's how I started going to the grocery store. I'm like, no, it works. Yeah, you Just have to. I mean, that's that happens in our, our industry a yeah. lot. People put a jug of protein on the counter and be like, well, does it work? And I'm like, it's a jug of protein, man. Like you, you, this right. has nothing to do with the jug of protein. It has everything to do with like yeah. what you're going to put it's a into tool. Yeah. and also yeah. understand that it's, you know, you have to take when people do that to you. We, I'm always like here, take, I don't want your responsibility. That's your responsibility, brother. Right. <laughs> and that used to bug me. Cause I'd be yeah. like, does it, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know it works. Yeah. So that's why I like, why is, is he coming at me like this? Yeah. yeah or why or, is she coming or, at me like this? Or it's like in your mind, you're like, I know they haven't been doing anything right. Yeah. But they can't take it. Yeah, and put can. it on themselves. Well, the fit, fitness. And I don't is, mind if you say I just fuck it up. Yeah, or I don't mm-hmm. want to do it, or I can't. Yeah, but you have those, and it used to just eat at me. And yeah, like, I'd, pass, miss, pass I'd that lose sleep. To you. Dude, I'd pe- be like, "There's something wrong with this person." Like, yeah, I'm like, "No, there's not." No, there's that's not. why. Like when, when you I've, put I've your all to, into it, like that, dude. When you yeah. put your absolute all into somebody, and they come at you like it was your fault. <laughs> yeah, that's and what, it's the hardest pill there was to swallow ever in the industry. And it gets in your head. And now with the program I have at my gym, everybody there, it's like, I know that'll never happen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it's, it's cool for them because when you come in, you have every path. A lot of times it's like, well, if you want to, like you go to a different gym, well, if you want this eating program, you got to pay a 199 99. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, 
what are the, oh, okay. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, well, if you want this supplement here, twenty nine ninety nine. it's like, no, we're going to lay it all out here. Yeah. And go to Supplement Superstore. Super I like mm. this for that and this for this. Good plug. Love it. But <laughs> my thing is like, it's not on me anymore because yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear it and I don't have to hear it anymore. And I love it because it helps them get results. And a lot of people you realize have no idea. Yeah. How to eat clean. No. Sure. Whatsoever. Yeah, man. It's it's good to get into like, you know, when people do that, it's good to kind of peel back the layers. And, and most of the time you can get people to really understand like, hey, you know, it's it's if you're in a calorie, you know, fitness is relatively simple in a lot of different ways. If you're, you know, in, in a calorie deficit, you're eating enough protein throughout the day. Um, you know, you're, you're training hard, you're, you're doing the cardio and the, and the weight training that I've assigned you, then it's not a, it's not a factor of whether or not you're going to get results. You're going to get results. Right. Um, and most people know, well, you know, like on, on Saturday night, I did eat a full pizza. (laughs) Did you say I could do that? I can't remember. No, no, I didn't say you could do it. You're allowed to have a cheat meal, right? You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you just had a cheat weekend. But But if you have a cheat weekend, don't be like, hey, trainer. Yeah. It ain't working. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, hold on a second. People know. Yeah. And dude, and once yeah. you kind of like, yeah. you know, you actually empathize with them and say, hey, listen, I'm human too. Like, you right. don't think that I've ate a pizza, a whole pizza in my life? Like, of course I have. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And Every it's like, pizza is a personal yeah. pizza. You just got to believe in yourself. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's, but that also is like one of those things where you can break down those walls and get people to connect with you better. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. once you kind of like break that down and say, hey, you know, we're not going to lie to each other. You know, we have this relationship. We're trying to get the best results. Here's the deal is like, I can't make sure that you're going to get the best results if we don't have a relationship where you can be open with me yeah. about it, you know? And the gym we have. It's a family, man. So, yeah. like, a lot of people are like, you eat pizza? Like, a lot of people think trainers don't eat pizza. Yeah. Like, you're eating that? I'm like, dude, I'm the fattest kid at heart you ever met yeah. in your life. So, when you eat the pizza, I want to know what kind you had and what you, what beer you had with it. Yeah. So, it's like, you can tell me. Yeah. Just as long as you're not saying, well, I this, didn't. this is your fault. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, we're all cool. And it's a family there. Well, I think also well, it's important to... to to like be squared away with like clients and be like, Hey, listen, there's a balance between like, you know, getting results and then also having it be sustainable and be like, you know, a, uh, having an enjoyable life. Like I'm not telling you to never drink a beer again. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you have to understand that like everything has a consequence. So the more (laughs) beers you have, the more (laughs) pizza you have, the slower your results are going to be. So it's like how fast you want to get to the result results that you want. And you know, how much do you value like having things like beer and pizza? Yeah. And that's know? a big thing is like a lot of people, they want to have like 10% body fat. And I'm like, that's a sacrifice to your life. It's a lot. Like, <laughs> you know, a diet's as simple as input output. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, you know, I'm down with anybody dieting any way they want to diet, but certain people have these certain goals and it's like, it's not possible. Like that is, that is something you're not going to be able to maintain with any sort of lifestyle you have right now. You're going to have to sacrifice Correct. Every meal. You Do you want to be a different yeah. person? That's right. what you have to come down to. So realistic like, goals is always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, eat the way you used to eat. You look the way you used to yeah. look. That's what I try yeah. to tell people like right off the bat. I was like, hey, 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 we could do this new diet that you want to do and I can write this out for you. But like understand that like if you have this like timeline in mind where you're going to go back. Yeah. To just know that like you're just going to go back to looking the way you used to look. Yeah. You know? it, and they're, they're like that really hurts. People see three percent body fat and they're like, Oh, that, like first of all, that's your body's not at homeostasis, like a natural body fat. Yeah. When you're at three percent, it's not considered healthy. No. Your body is trying to hold on to every ounce of body fat. 
it's not maintainable to be 3% year round. No. And then you get these people that have never even done any sort of exercise program. That's what I want to look like. And I'm like, that dude sacrifices two years straight to yeah. get to that point. And then also on top of that, he can't have a conversation, you know, right. because and his brain function yeah. is not and great. Then they like, don't <laughs> see him in the off season when he's up. Oh yeah. Pounds. Yeah, that's true. This is like, and this, this stretches over, you know, all industries. My girlfriend is, uh, she's an esthetician and she works at a, uh, like a cosmetic surgery place. And she said like, you know, people who are, you know, morbidly obese coming in, they'll plop down a picture of like Kim Kardashian and be like, make me look like her and I don't care what it costs. Like, I don't care what it costs. I want to look like her. And, and they're like, well, Kim had this like baseline of beauty to start, (laughs) (laughs) like just to start, you know? So like, uh, it's not like what you think, you know, and people, unfortunately I feel like, um, you know, social media, et cetera, like it's very easy to think that you can make these kind of changes so quickly and they're somehow going to stick. Right. right? Something funny about, so my, Jim has a members page where we share recipes, we share stuff. Mm-hmm. And I actually posted a picture of Kim Kardashian, not like doctored up and mm-hmm. uh, wasn't what you would think. Flattering. It was. yeah. wasn't flattering. Uh, and it was a side by side. So you get these expectations mm-hmm. of this is what I should look like. And you just have to be realistic. Yeah, the old yeah. Instagram versus and reality. Like, even Kim Kardashian doesn't look yeah. the way you think she looks. The picture is kind of interesting. You could pull it up right there. I'm just kidding. I, I, <laughs> yeah, put the picture. <laughs> well, here. dude, honestly, what they're doing, to, yeah. like to all the doctored photos, like if you look at the research <laughs> of like you know girls, you know, age 14 to 21 right now, depression is like triple what it used to be, and they account they they say a lot of that is due to basically unrealistic expectations that they're yeah. seeing through comparing, you comparing see themselves to fashion nova girls and all this yeah, like but any, any magazine photos, photos yeah it's been through editing oh a mm-hmm. ton like, you can, like my mom does graphic design for a living yeah i've seen her clean stuff up you didn't think was possible yeah yeah, yeah. and it, i mean it's on a cover of a magazine even of we it's can be but, edited. but that's the thing is like when we were kids i mean i don't know how old, how old are you 33 33 okay i'm 34 he's 35 Stop, dude. I'm 34. I got a month, man. Let me, let me be 34 <laughs> for another month. So we're in this spot where, dude, when we were kids, like, you know, for you to see these, you know, fitness bodies, et cetera, like you had to look through a magazine. Like you just mm-hmm. had to. There, you could get on a website, but it wasn't just right in front of you. Right. Yeah. And so what Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, I mean, any social media really is just put everything at the forefront where it's like you're just literally consuming so much right. negativity so much comparison mm-hmm. it's just unbelievable so i don't i, I do not know how like we, we solve that with 14 to 21 year old girls or, or guys for that matter like right. it's all just like man it is kind of a comparison problem. is the uh the thief of joy yeah. is the is the quote that i like to remind people but i we, remember getting those magazines and being like uh ronnie coleman do you think he's using steroids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder yeah. what he's using. I wonder, I wonder if he's, you know, really using like, that. I wonder if uh, uh, he probably that, wouldn't use steroids. Uh, yeah. He's probably just, he's using only that, 300 explode. pounds of shreddedness. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny part steroids. is, is about steroid dudes is yeah, I smoke crack. I smoke about hair, heroin. Sure. Yeah. Steroids. Never, never, never. done that. And it's like, why are you so adamant? Yeah. Like, let's just be real, dude. Yeah. Like your veins are popping out of your forehead. Yeah, dude. It's like they're so adamant. Ronnie, I'm natural. Like you see these and it's just like, that doesn't help either. 
Ronnie yeah, came like, out. Let's just be. Yeah, yeah Ronnie th- came out, and he. I think he they did should all probably that, come out. Yeah, Jay, Jay, Jay Cutler or every WWE wrestler. You know but now, you know what they do now <laughs> is they they underplay how much they're doing. They're like, yeah, you know, yeah. I do a couple months a year. I'd run, you know, <laughs> like just a small amount of this, and you're like, Mark bullshit. McGuire. Just yeah. some an, some Andro from yeah. GNC. Just, just cream bullshit. <laughs> I was like, Barry Bonds, why'd your forehead get bigger? Yeah, like, dude. Oh, dude. No, his head. His head. You guys were. They were literally like a part of like the Balco like medical research like yeah. they were literally like just the most cutting edge steroids ever made like, there's probably still some cutting edge stuff they're trying to do like rush is probably doing it but you see these things yeah. and then they aren't honest with you no and it affects people like kim kardashian isn't you're not getting the honest truth like a lot of people see ronnie coleman and they're like if i just eat enough chicken breast mm-hmm. this is gonna happen yeah Shout and then buddy. it's like yeah. you're uh just literally signing up for failure right yeah. Um, and honesty is just, honesty is probably the key, the key for me in fitness Yeah, is like, I'm not a jerk about it, but I'm like, Hey, two to three pounds of weight loss a week is optimal. Yeah. 1% body fat loss a month based off the American council of exercise is considered great success. So when you see the infomercial where it says, take these three pills and eat this bar and you're going to lose 25 pounds in two days, I'm like. Not real bullshit. Oh, I'm sorry. That's yeah. really cutting down. Thank God. I feel like our stores, at least, we haven't we've had a, a, an absolute astronomical <clears throat> amount of people that have cut down right. on coming in looking for a quick the fix. Yeah, I think quick like fix thing is to starting realize. to really yeah, it's starting to really come to fruition. That the quick fix uh, scenario is starting to come where it's like those people are are still buying like the five dollar. Um, latest thing that Doctor Oz talked about right. at Walmart, like in the checkout aisle. Mm-hmm. Like you know what. I'll see how these what's it's cheap enough to where they say it's worth it. If it doesn't work, I don't care. They just right. want to buy a little bottle of hope. Right. Exactly. It's like 10, 20 bucks for these things. And like, I have a theory on that with our supplement store. It's just like, Hey, that customer isn't our customer yet. They haven't failed enough. <laughs> yeah. Like where, where you go where people want right. results. Right. Um, question that I wanted to get into back to just your journey, because dude, your journey is honestly so, so important for us to share and I want to educate back to you're at a spot where you're at a 24 hour gym. You're in a spot where you're, you're training clients, you're acquiring new clients and you're starting to make this a full-time gig and you're starting to get your head above water and you're getting confident enough to where you're saying, you know what, and by the way, 60, 40 split for everybody listening is not unfair. It's not bad at all. It's a very, it's a very, very fair. Um, I think it's important real quick to, to interject here and let everybody know. So if you've thought about opening a gym understand that like gym dues usually just cover overhead. So like when people sign up and they, they, you know, pay 50 bucks for a membership, that's basically just paying for rent, rent. equipment rental, yep. if they lease yeah. equipment, et cetera. And then the, the reason that, that gyms take personal training from you is because they are using that as their profit in the, in the whole deal typically. And that's why you'll see gyms will sell random things. They'll sell supplements on top of it. They'll sell, um, you know, like, uh, they'll do CrossFit classes. They'll sell classes on top of it. All of that is a way of increasing profitability because when you have a gym membership, you are not profitable typically yeah. to a gym, to a big gym like that. Yeah. From a membership standpoint alone, no one's making any money. Mm-hmm. Like not a lot. Right. That's for sure. It's not. Yeah. That's so, why. And that, that's a fair cut right there. I've heard, you know, <laughs> far worse. People, far worse. people don't far realize worse. Yeah. what commercial gym equipment costs. Oh God. It's no gross. I get a, I got a, I got a, I got a workout set in my basement yeah and then they tell me about it and i'm like that's a piece of shit yeah like, <laughs> that, that that you're like a commercial pre- treadmill is like yeah, four grand that treadmill is worth your entire gym set y- yes uh 
but so to get back to my story, so I moved back home because New York, you know, it was just going from Kearney to hitting a toll road every 10 minutes. Um, What what area of New York were you in? So I was training in, uh, I was in Saddlebrook and then the gym was in Saddlebrook Heights. It was kind of like a Korean community. We didn't really know that going in. Sure. I can't remember the name of it, but we thought we were going to ball out. Yeah. And then, you know, New York, it's like a melting pot. Yeah. So this melting pot was North Korean melting pot. So we go there. Specifically North. North Korean melting pot. So we go there. We're like, man, we're about to, uh, we're about to make some bank and I'm about to set this gym up. We're about to sell these sessions. We Mm -hmm. get there and we immediately, like I helped set it up. We immediately need translators. I'm trying to sell sessions like this. Because they don't, they don't even speak English. Yeah. So it was kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And then like, now you could jo- use Google, Google jo- Translate. As a joke, we, you know, I'm pretty confident I could sell training. Yeah. We'd be, me and my friend would be like, I'm just going to sell training with smile. <laughs> we would try it. And it, uh, it would might work. have done it once or twice. Yeah. Uh, but you it just was, flex and then you're just pointing at your biceps. Yeah. It, They're like, oh, okay. Right. And it was a really cool experience. Just push experience. the contract to them, point at your bicep, yep. point at the contract. <laughs> Just lift your shirt up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it was a cool experience, but I, I was kind of over it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you don't, I learned a lot about, I love New York. I just went back a couple months ago, uh, but I was just not, not my scene. Yeah. So when I came back, I went back to the gym I was working at and I basically restarted my business in a month, you know. Like at that gym, this is another thing about training. If you're good, it's like, it is running your own business. So mm-hmm. we had seven or eight trainers on the staff. And when you hit 75% of the budget yourself, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Right, yeah. You right. kind of make the rules. They're like, you canceled sessions to go to the Royals game. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> then like, here's another tricky part about corporate. So we talked about the 20%. Well, my boss needed to hit his budget. Yeah. And he said, she needs to do this package now. And she said, if I wait till next week, I can pay it all in full and you get 20%. He said, you should do it for the team. It's like, so you want me to take this money? I can get it 20% next week. If she does the payment plan this week, I get 10%. He's like, yeah, you should do it for the team. I'm like, that's uh, like 150 bucks. That's bad leadership. That's terrible leadership. Th- no, that's that's good leadership. Yeah. To them. And I'm like. To them. Are you, are you serious? Like yeah. 90% of trainers, when they start, aren't trainers after six months. Yeah. Right. It's a financial. We'll get into that more. It's terrible. Yeah. So that's what you run into at corporate. And I was like. The problem is, is you can ask as a leader, you can ask your, your employees. This to is do that something. a 24 hour gym <laughs> Yeah, or is this like a Sega? It, it was a 24 hour gym. And I was like, <laughs> it was a Sega. I, I, like, <laughs> I plopped down the calculator. I was like, I'll do it. Give me 150 bucks. Yeah. What? I'm like, you know that this is taking money from me. You have a salary. I'm broke. Yeah. And that's kind of one of those things where you're like, I love it. You tell me you just like outright said this straight to him. I told, I, yeah. 150 bucks. He couldn't do anything. Cause when you like, I was in independence, it is a very poor community for the most part. Mm-hmm. I, I would break records. So training there uh-huh. and he couldn't do anything. If I left, when I left, they were $20,000 under training budget. Oh geez. Cause I left with a friend. We decided we we're going to go down there. Yeah. So it's a good thing when you're successful 
Um, but you run into things like that at corporate gyms, and then you know you're not making you're making forty percent, so sixty percent. Corporate culture is is tough. You know, it's yeah. really tough, and so you really got to just you know look at it as nothing but an opportunity. And I think what I value what you've told so far, Tyler, is that you knew you loved training and that, like right. you knew that's what you wanted to do. And when you know you it's what you want to do, you can um, go through all that adversity, you know, and have like right. a, a bad boss, right? You can have a bad right. boss and be like, you know what? I don't have to work for you forever. I'm fine. Yeah. You know, but a lot of people get ruined because they had this idea that they wanted to be a trainer. They wanted to be in the fitness industry. And unfortunately guys, this is the truth. There's not a lot of great business people in fitness. There's not a lot of great. Yeah. We're fortunate to know a lot of them. We're fortunate to know a lot of them here. And there's not a lot of great ones. And what I'm saying is that like, they just don't know what they don't know. They knew a lot about fitness. They didn't know all right. about business. And they're going to take one of their brightest, shiniest employees and tell them, Hey, I'm going to take money from you to, to help your, me yeah, to, and he, to their face. And he was <laughs> a decent guy. We liked each other. I think he knew what he was doing. He just sounded like an idiot. Right. And he didn't like, it was kind of like one of those, let's just not talk about that anymore. Yeah. Cause I didn't do it. Right. And the thing is, is after that, that's when, I made After the transition. Broke your trust. Yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, I can do this. I, I've got all these clients. I'm going to do it. I'm going to booth rent. Mm -hmm. There comes another nightmare. So I booth rent. Number one, you never know where you're going to go, like how it actually is the first time you go. So I started at this gym and it was bad. Like they didn't help. You don't realize the structure you get. Yeah. A lot of my clients came and it took me like six months to finally figure out How I got to get process. on Facebook. I got to market like this guy doesn't even care. He's just taking my money. Yeah. Uh, and then I was literally broke for six months trying to figure this out. I was like, I'm going to quit. Like I've got to, I got friends that I need, I need 401k. I don't have any of that shit. Yeah. And I was like, I got a friend offered me a job at this paint striping company making 80 K. Yeah. And I was like, that was like the point in my life where I'm like, I'm about to not be able to pay my rent. Yeah. Do I love fitness? Yeah. And then I was like, ADK sounds pretty good. And at the time you don't like with fitness, you don't know when a client's going to leave. Mm -hmm. You can project. But when I started that at that new gym, I thought it's all going straight to my pocket. Yeah. And it, a lot of clients, they had to drive 20 minutes the other way. That matters. Yeah. So I retained a lot, but then it slowly started dropping off and I wasn't getting new business because this was a small gym. The gym owner didn't care about me. He, they don't care about anything. They, hey, was this more like a boutique style gym? No, it was, it was it? renting space. You, so you, I mean, but I'm saying like the space he's renting, is it like, uh, you know, is the gym, you're working amongst other trainers, correct? So there's other, tra it's an open gym. It's a, like a key card. You can come in gym, uh -huh. but it's a, it's like a locally owned gym by a person and you know, he's like, yeah, I'll like I could booth rent my gym right now mm -hmm. if they wanted to. Um, and that's kind of where you, you transition. There's different opportunities, different styles. But this one was pretty close. And I called the guy. I'm like, he had a couple trainers on his staff that he had actually been paying and giving clients. And I was like, hey, man, I just want to booth rent. And he's like, sure, come on up. And it was cool for him. Extra 500 bucks a month. Yeah. And uh, you pay him 500 and you just got to keep I the would, rest. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever I sold. And I was confident I was going to. Ball. Crush that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. No. So I lost 25% of my clients in the transition. And then, you know, you're not getting new leads. There's not people, when people walk through the door here, they're going to his trainer that he's paying to be there. Mm -hmm. um, and it, 
it broke the bank. Yeah. So I finally got into marketing and like actually going out really just like I either need to walk the streets and run up to people and try to sell training, make Facebook content, make social media content or choose a different job. Mm -hmm. And I'm stubborn. Mm -hmm. So it started to take off again. And then that gym sold to a different person. And this next person was essentially like, get the fuck out. Yeah. So a lot of gym owners are egomaniacs. Been at multiple gyms where there's a cut out of themselves at the front with their shirt off. Wow. Happens a lot. And I was like, oh. You don't have that at your gym? (laughs) (laughs) There's a dog. So uh, I was booted. And it's not one of those things where it's like, hey, that's not cool. I'm going to file this. It's like. Well, they, they just wanted to do their own thing or was it, were they get rid of all the trainers? Was there a personal matter there? They wanted it. So I had a lot, I had really established myself in this spot. So I had a lot of clients, a lot of people liked me, a lot uh-huh. of people there knew me and I think it bugged them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I could see his end. It's like, this is my gym. I just bought it. I want it to be my gym. Um, and there was some disagreements about you need to bill your clients this, you need to give me this and stuff that, wasn't fair. Yeah. And I was really cool with the dude. And then it just kind of turned into, I don't like you and you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's like that, no, huh? Like there's no hard feelings. Like he was an ass to me. I don't know why he didn't like me other than, you know, he just wanted a, a different approach, different trainer. I don't know. So I scrapped, try to move everybody to this other gym. And this whole time that I'm booth renting, it's like five years of booth renting. I'm barely making it. There's good months. There's bad months. And I know this isn't going to, I'm going to be homeless. Like I can't live like this. But I, I want to have family. Mm-hmm. I want to have money. Yeah. And uh, I'm just holding on because I love it. Yeah. So I'd, at this time, I'd always been asking people, hey, I want to start a gym. Come invest with me. Everybody always says no. So I go to this next gym. Very similar thing. And it is not set up to train people. It's like a big gym and it's separate rooms. There's group training. So you're in like a little corner trying to train people and giving this dude money. And I'm like, hey, man, like that three o'clock hour, I can't really train anybody because all I hear is screaming and yelling. I'm in the corner of this room. Yeah. And it's like a lot of my clients don't like that. Tough shit. So I left and I had basically was looking for a spot and I was fucking broke. Yeah. And I get a call and my buddy just got out of rehab <clears throat> and it's a client I work with that not a lot of people would work with, but dude, I me and him are cool. Like I trained him as hard as I train anybody mm-hmm. and he's had some problems and he got out of rehab and he's like, here's 15 grand. Can you do it? And I was like, dude, at the time I was eating eggs with my dog. I couldn't afford anything. Yeah. I was splitting cartons of eggs. My gas skill, but my, my gas was off. I didn't realize when your gas is off in the summer, it's cool. But in the winter, it's the heater don't work. (laughs) So I was sleeping next to a space heater and, uh, I, uh, got the money, took the first spot and I knew I couldn't make it much longer. And I lost my mind building this gym. It was all I did. Yeah. For like 18 hours a day. I did it in 22 days. Hung the mirrors myself. Laid the carpet myself. Painted the mirror myself. 
I took a projector from Hobby Lobby to bake this mural and returned it because I didn't have the <laughs> I needed the 60 bucks. Incredible. Um, and I drove myself crazy over it. Like I'd wake up at three in the morning and I'd be like, is this fucking going to work? What yeah. am I doing? And you don't like you lose your mind. Yeah, yeah. man. No business partner there. Is That's smart. so tough. Yeah. You know, like and he stayed out of it and he was like, I know you can do it. Yeah. And he didn't bother me. I didn't ask for anything. I was borrowing money for dog food. And uh, it finally opened. And I set it up where, you know, it's everything I ever wanted. It's a program. It's just like training. It's it's team training. But it's a split routine where you come in, your workouts are set. It's a group training gym. And it's based off frequency. So you're getting Tuesdays, Fridays are upper body. Wednesdays, Saturdays are cardio core. And then Mondays, Thursdays are legs. So it's an actual program if I was going to work with somebody six days a week. Mm-hmm. You're getting the frequency, which based off the literature, yields the best results. Yeah. And I smash people and I mm-hmm. give them, a, like I walk them to the store and everybody loves it yeah. and everybody gets results. And they met, the people there matter to me because they're the reason I'm not homeless. Yeah. They're you know your family, I mean? man. Yeah. And uh, it was close, but it worked out and uh, I just believed that it was going to work. At times you just kind of, in your head when you're that close to being homeless but a lot of self-doubt yeah and i'm not gonna ask anybody for anything and i just did it like i was like i said i was up till four in the morning laying carpet five nights in a row and i was like i only got this much i i had walmart treadmills yeah i couldn't like 15 grand is nothing right now it's got thirty thousand dollars worth of badass equipment for my clients to come in the uh the The thing that you went through as far as almost being homeless, it's almost like a prerequisite for like real success because during that time, once you finally get your opportunity, it's like, you're not going to squander it, you know? Yeah. And you know what it's like on the, when it's, when it's almost gone, Mm -hmm. you have no quit in you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it helps. I think it helps people understand that it's like, Hey, I've been there. Yeah. People are like, I gave you my money. It's like, Oh, Oh, your, your payment didn't go through. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, story of my fucking life. Yeah. It's like, whenever you get it, just let me know. And yeah. keep staying. Don't stop. Keep coming. I'll give you an extra week. It's like, people understand, like, you've been through it before. Yeah. Like, you see a lot of gym owners, and it's like, they came for money. They don't really know what they're doing. They just thought it was a cool thing to do. And it's like. It's their second or third I business. did this for 10 years. Yeah. And was almost homeless and didn't stop because it's something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's like the opportunity to help so many people at once in this style and format is like what I dreamed of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's yielding a lot of great results and our employees love it, dude. Yeah. You killed them on uh, Murph day. Yeah. From what I heard. <laughs> that was terrible. Luke, didn't you do that? Yeah, you wouldn't have actually done it. That's for sure, dude. I'm proud of you, though, man. That's just awesome. It's yeah. Such an awesome story. Yeah. I think I think the the big thing there is like you know, like I said, it's just when you love something like fitness, and you love it enough, you'll find a way to make it work financially. You know, eventually, yeah. if you love something and you pour yourself into it enough, eventually it's going to um, come around. And you know, I think the biggest decision in that was like turning down the eighty grand. I kind of went through the same thing at one point in my life. I had a lot more money looking yeah. at me. And, uh, you know, 
we obviously own retail stores and I, you probably got the same shit that we got, which was basically like, Oh dude, you're still doing that training thing, you know, right. which we would get like, Oh, are you still working in retail? You and, know? And like you work on that counter. Yeah. yeah oh, wow. You, you grow up around like, like my dad retired from the union and he's like training. That's not a real fucking job. Yeah. And it's like, you meet certain people and they're like, they, they take it. Like there's certain trainers that have just made it look bad for everybody. For sure. Where it's like, no, 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 no. Like, this is fucking what I do. Yeah, yeah. Like I help people. Yeah. Like you're I, like I'm an like, expert in this. this like, is like come to me and I'll change your your life. Yeah. Like that's my goal. But then you get people who's like, oh yeah, like great part time job. Like, dude, that actually makes the you know the struggle of when you're when you're poor and you have no money, and then you compound that with somebody saying right. some stupid shit to you. Yeah. That's the hard stuff to like. Yeah. That's where most people quit. Yeah. <laughs> That's where most people are like, it, all right, well, I'm just going to go and, do and that. the person that t- says some dumb shit to you, man, this is, let's be real. It's, it's typically someone that is a loved one. It is somebody that yeah. is really it's, close to you. Yeah. It's usually coming from yeah, a good It's place. not like they don't It's coming from a place where they love, but, but certain people are comfortable, like check in. I got my 401k coming this way. I got my retirement coming this way, health insurance. And it's like, I had that moment and I was just like, I looked at myself and I was like, man, I'm going to have no soul. Yeah. Like I'm going to be dead inside. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make 80 grand, but I'm going to hate myself. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm always wonder. And, uh, it would have been definitely easier to fucking just take the money and yeah. be a slave. But, uh, I looked at myself and I was like, dude, I'm a fucking trainer. I'm not doing this shit. Yeah. Like I'm going to, I'm going to make it work. I'll eat eggs for, with my dog. We'll split them because a bag of dog food is more expensive than a carton of eggs. Yeah. And that's what I did. And it worked out. So do, uh, are you married right now? No. You have a girlfriend? I do. Yeah. Was she with you at the time? No. I was by myself. Were you? I didn't talk to anybody. Yeah. I did, like, that, I didn't go out. I didn't, like, it was, people would think it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Like, I didn't text people. I didn't talk to people. Just work. For 22 days. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything but work and I didn't feel like I was working. Yeah. Like I felt that it was like fucking do this or die. Like I was just like, this is going to be the best thing ever. It has to happen. Yeah. I, I would like, somebody's like, chill out. Didn't you need to go out? We'll buy. <laughs> the I'm first, like, no, the I can't f- go out. Your first guest, like your first member that was like a potential member where they're like freaking out. They were like, <laughs> Oh man, I I have to sign up or this guy's gonna kill me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when the first member came, I was he's like, like, I built this gym for the last. I've actually days. been sleeping here the last twenty two days. You're looking like I the dude from Castaway, there. just big old beard. <laughs> like you got yeah. Wilson over here because you've been it's hanging a, out by yourself for twenty two days. Bell you named <laughs> Wilson. I was, like, I was like, oh my god, a member. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, oh shit, what do I do? Uh, the first like, let me per- just put on my uniform real quick. Oh shit! Like, the first person that came to a class, I was like. <laughs> oh my gosh like oh, we gotta do this yeah you know i was like i have no money like mm-hmm. uh i'll give you free that's, a, that's a weird feeling though too like you know in 2016 and 17 that was like the lost years for me and him we basically did the same thing and then we worked open to close every day for yeah. like two years or a year and a half or so and um it is a weird feeling like you work so hard on something we we built out our original store too and then you're like the night before you're like is anyone going to show up? Like, oh man, every store, every you know what store, I'm every store, you Isn't get that, those, you get the creeps. But then you get somebody too. come open or come in. You're like, dude, thank God. You're like, yeah. dude, thank you for coming so much. Yeah, we're like set. You know, this has happened to you for sure. When you were like setting up, right? Like during those 22 days, we would be, um, you know, setting up our. 
POS system or computers, whatever, and people will just walk in. And we like to keep the lights on and the door open in case anybody wants to walk in and we can just tell them we're, 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 we're getting ready to open, right? Mm-hmm. And we would have a handful of people walk in just from us being in there. And we're like, oh, thank God. Like, it doesn't even count yet. Please come does, back. Yeah. And uh, when they come back, it's great. But did you have anybody that was just, like, walking by, obviously, like, watching you do the work? And they're like, I'll sign up. What you doing here, yeah. man? Yeah. <laughs> so it didn't look like a gym because, like I said, like, there's two sets of Walmart treadmills and then dumbbells. Yeah. And it, I built – so you know what a gym rig is. You all know yeah. what a gym Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't afford it, so I ordered the steel. A gym rig's basically, like, a pull-up set, and you could hook to your right – I ordered it and I measured it and I painted it and I hung it myself. Nice. It, it's good though. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, people thought it was a dog pound. Like, <laughs> like what is this? Yeah. Because and, uh, of the metal? Well, the name. And yeah. then it didn't look like. You Did didn't anybody look, bring their dog there? <laughs> we had a guy set out front with his dog for like 20 minutes. Uh. I've taken a couple calls of, do you know where my dog's at? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> But they got a guy set out front. He's like, I thought this was a dog sitting close. But now it's got a lot more equipment in it. Yeah. yeah. People want to know uh, what's going in, you know. Uh, but a lot of times when people figure out it's a fitness center, they're like, oh, fuck this. Oh, I got to yeah. get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, not this, trying to work is, out. Yeah, this is not what I thought it was. Yeah. We have people that walk in. Like, we, have, we sell every kind of supplement, right? We have yeah. vitamins, minerals, et cetera. But because we sell five-pound containers of protein, you would be surprised. Like, you know, our moms walk in. And they see that they we carry five pound jugs of protein, and they're like, "Oh, you know, I thought this. You know what? I, I'm sorry. This I'm is sorry. for weightlifters. This is a bodybuilder store. Oh my gosh. And we're like, you know, we, what, what were you looking for? Like, you wouldn't happen to carry vitamin C for you? Like eight kinds, you know, like right over here. I'm sorry yeah. that like the bottles that you were looking for were smaller. It's little shit like that. Yeah, that but you're like, yeah, we, we we had to take some notes. We one time we were like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna do this right. We're gonna make. I think this was our Olathe store. And we're like, all right, we're putting the natural, all the natural herbal vitamins, minerals right in the front. So they just smack you in the face when you walk in and someone will like, dude, it was like day one of business in Olathe and a customer walks in and she's just like, oh, oh, I think I'm in the wrong place. And I like sprint, sprint her down. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm sorry. What were you looking for? She's like, oh, I just, I, I think, you know, I don't think you guys have what I'm looking for. I'm like, what were you looking for? And she's like, Coke you 10. And I was like, I have five different types of CoQ10. Why did you not? I was like, they were right in the front. How did you not see them? Yeah. Just come back in. I was like talking to her like, I'm like, I own this business and we legitimately made it just like this. So you would walk in and see the CoQ10 and not be scared away. And she's just like, yeah, I didn't see that. And, and most, I was like, and ah, that's crazy. In retail, most people walk it's in and they look directly like to the right. And so if you walk into our store and look directly to the right, you might see like a 10 pre, pound a, thing of carbs, a pre-workout named I am God. And they're like, yeah, Oh God, oh this is not for me. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of that. That's interesting. There's always little things when somebody does a certain craft where you're just like, wow. Yeah. That is kind of funny. That is kind of crazy, man. Kind of crazy. Interesting. So tell us, uh, what's, what's the future of dog pound, man? Like where are you guys at now? What do you, what do you see in the future as far as your business goes? So I, uh, I've been looking for a bigger spot. I want to build an actual gym gym. Oh, nice. And then put Dog Pound as a, an, a separate entity and offer. Sure. Uh, okay, cool. And have like. The group uh, training is Dog Pound, and then you can use this for a general yep, membership gym yep, as well. So do re- general memberships and have uh, same style. D- just basically move Dog Pound, the training gym, the best training gym in the world, Monday through Saturday. You do a class, 5 a.m., 10 a.m., 4 p.m., or 6 p.m. Uh, we'll have that next to the gym, and then I can offer that. 
to any of my members where it's like, hey, I want to do some cardio here. And I let them come to the gym now, but sometimes it's always busy. Yeah. And I want to offer Doesn't anybody that, you know, people don't like doing group training. Yeah, sure. And even my members are like, hey, class is over, but keep hitting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You start solving problems for everybody, right? Right. I like that. And it's just a, another source of income because it's a lot, like I said, it's a lot of overhead and having a gym would be helpful because, you know, for Dog Pound to run right now, it's got to be me. Yeah. Right. Uh, so you're trying to basically scale. Yeah. And basically be able to pull yourself out of it. Yeah. Go from. I'll work on the business versus in the business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to grow when you're having to work with the day to day. Yeah. And it's very difficult when you've been doing the classes for every single time, every single day to bring somebody in and let them do it. And then everybody's like, that's not the same. Yeah. So I like doing the classes, but um, trying to grow is with the dog pound, like mm-hmm. making another one, it's kind of going to be a difficult task. So I kind of want to do the gym thing. Yeah. Um, I like it. And is it dog pound or is it dog funny, pound? You, you want to hear a funny story? Yeah, I got to know. So I'm building this gym and I get this letter from dog pound. Oh, no. In uh, season. I don't even know if I should say their name. <laughs> Can we say that? And they're basically like. This is after I painted the mural with the Hobby Lobby thing. Yeah. And I was up at night, like, painting. And uh, a famous guy, he's famous. So oh, uh, I know exactly who this yeah. is. I was like, say who it is. And when I lived in New York, I had, it, so the LLC was available with Casey at the end, so I took it because I love my dog. Yeah. My do- me and my dog, you know, is this, we've been through it all. Wait, is this wait, Snoop Dogg? Hey, for the, uh, yeah, for the listeners, what kind of dog? Oh, Pitbull. Beautiful. She will beautiful always pitbull. be at the gym, yeah. Uh-huh. And her name is? Flexi. Flexi. Oh, yep. nice. So, you know, get to take my dog to work every day. She's always been there, you know, sleeping next to the space heater with me. <laughs> so uh, I get this letter, or actually I get a message on Facebook from a famous person that owns a gym. And he's like, hey, dude, my uh, attorneys that are on retainer said uh should probably change this. And I'm like, dude, I just did this, and... uh I can't afford to, it's an extra, like, I can't change this. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of, like, pretend it didn't happen. Apparently, when you LLC something, it doesn't mean anything because there's this thing called a federal trademark. So this person federally trademarked that original name, the OG, OG, and essentially anything containing those letters in that order, he is going to eliminate it's because you will water their mark. So I don't think he cared. He was pretty nice to me. Yeah. But his attorney <clears throat> was persistent. No kidding. As far as like my Facebook got shut down. And keep in mind, like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Yeah. And uh, Facebook got shut down. Letters were coming. And I was like, dude, we're not training Justin Bieber. Yeah. Like, I'm just here trying to help people. And I like my dog. Yeah. And uh, so when you're going to start your business, if the name is available, make sure it's not federally, not federally trademarked. trademarked. So it's like a six-month legal process with attorneys where you right. essentially... Because I knew that gym existed, yeah. but apparently they are making another one and they federally trademarked it. <clears throat> and it's a different logo, different everything. Yeah. And it's just crazy. Wow. And then COVID, you know. That, oh, yeah. Throw that on there. That was perfect timing, too. Yeah. I mean, there's... You know that... You all know that when they say running a business, being a business owner is hard... And there's always something that comes up mm-hmm. or you work too much. 
y'all know it's true. Yeah. <laughs> like there's always some crazy stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, Lord, please help. Like what, why me? Yeah. Like I was, so I had to get approval from his attorney. I met with an attorney and he was basically like, you've got a case here. If I start writing on this piece of paper, it's $250 an hour. And I have, I have no money. I was like, okay. He's like, and it's probably going to cost you 10 to grand to find out if you're in the right. And I was like, cool. I guess we're going to change the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's was, a dog pound now and yeah. it's cooler anyways. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love it, man. So Jesus. we have a, uh, we have a couple questions we like to ask people when they're on the show. So I'm going to, I want to fire those at you. First one, who do you feel like we should have on the podcast next? Who inspires you? Like locally or? Yeah. If you have someone locally, it'd be awesome. You know, we try to keep it in Kansas City to give our Kansas City business owners and gym owners a platform. Oh, gym owner-wise, that's a tough one. Yeah, or trainer. Trainer. Could be an or, instructor. Could be an athlete. Oh, um, there, there's a trainer. His name's Thule. He's in Blue Springs. He's had his business for a while. He's a real Hawaiian, genuine dude. I think he's a pretty cool dude. I like him. Thule's a cool name. What's yeah. the name of his business? So it's, it's uh, I forget that it's. He's got, so he trains out of a gym, but it's a weird name. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I'll give you guys his info. He's pretty, he's pretty interesting, pretty chill guy. Well, Jeff likes Hawaiian bros. So he's, mm. he's cool dude. <laughs> I, and I like I, the Hawaiian culture. I've been people. trying to get him to come train at dog pound, but he yeah. just, you know, he's just got his own thing going and he's been in fitness forever. Nice. Awesome. He's cool dude. That's cool. a great one. Thank you for the recommendation. Uh, the other one is you're a Kansas city guy. And uh, we ask everybody where is the absolute best barbecue in Kansas City for you. Oh, man. You got to pick one. Wanna, uh, you only get one. See, barbecue, I just not. Barbecue is overrated. Oh, no. my no. God. No, but if Sacrilegious. I had Sacrilegious. We've Sacrilegious. actually had many people say that on the podcast yeah. so far. They're like, yeah, I'm not into barbecue. I'm like, you're from Kansas City, dude. You can just play it safe. Yeah. Go to Jack Stack. It's it's all good there. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. We, we love that Lee Summit Jack Stack. Yeah, that's right. Out on the porch, you know. Yep. Those uh, fire kissed wings, that they're called. Yeah, man, they are the Jack shit. stack at the barbecue. It was good. Yeah, play it safe with that. Yeah, I like it, man. Well, we appreciate you having well, ha coming on today. Real but. quick, what's your favorite cheap food then? If you don't like uh, barbecue all that much, dude, everything, popcorn. You, there's certain, you know, there's Jesus certain things. Christ. No one saw that coming. My my wife like, popcorn will, is my wife first will round have pick popcorn for dinner sometimes. She'll be like, I want some first, popcorn. You know, first round pick I'm, popcorn. Did, you know how it is. That there's just the certain, there's certain things that you're just like, uh, you can't have. And you're yeah. like, it's weird. It's like you people think pizza. It's like, no, I just, I just want to go to the movies and have like six bags of popcorn. Yeah. Like, like a buttery, that, buttery. Yeah, so I was going to say, like they make the uncal popcorn. Yeah. You, know, you can deal with that. Top yeah. Gun, some buttered popcorn. I mean, let's go. tacos, you missed yeah. that. But I mean, popcorn's one of those ones. It's like, I just need to go. Like I've literally been thinking about it all week. So. Oh man, where are you going? You got to uh, have a movie theater. What, what are you going to see? I don't know. You know, I'm not, this Top Gun thing. It was good. I, I haven't seen it. the first one. I don't. I don't know why people think that's crazy, bro. The first that one, is. Like, you, first of all, I'm you 33. just said when did in, this shit come in out? Like two two minutes. When you, you were said born. you don't like <laughs> barbecue, and you said you'd never seen Top Gun. I just Are you that. American or what's going I, on here? Do I need to watch Top Gun? <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. If you want to have some testosterone, you gotta just, watch Top Gun. I'm just saying, if you before this, it'll movie give you came a boost. Out, before this movie came out, if you yeah. went to your friend's house and he's watching Top Gun, what would you say? I would I, say, like, dude, why didn't you call me sooner? Oh, my God. I've seen Top Gun no less than 10 <laughs> like, times. What is, did you steal your dad's collection? What, what's going on here? Yeah, when, I was, uh, when I was in college, we went, we went on spring break, right? And all my buddies were all, like, in different cars driving down to Florida. 
And uh, as we're going down, we had uh, these walkie talkies. And of course, like we're all talking to each other. We're like, come in, <laughs> you know? And I was like, we have to have obviously call signs. So we started stealing Top Gun call signs immediately. And I, I was Hollywood. There was a Maverick. There was an Iceman. There was a Slider. They're That's like, cool. th- these are all their helmet names. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're in the air. And so uh, we just kept that going for like the entire spring break trip, which is hilarious. But Top I'm Gun. Have, so I have to watch Top it. Gun's good, man. And the, the new one's do honestly Do I need to watch good. the original first? I don't really think you need to. Really? You, you get like... You're you gonna watch understand. the second one and understand You're, it all. Here, I mean, here's the thing about Top Gun: awesome movie, not not like a super intricate plot. You'll understand okay. it from it's <laughs> it's it's like a really good cheese. Yeah. It's a cheesy okay. ass movie, but it's really good cheese. Yeah. Like the the last the last line. Whenever I whenever I videoed myself watching the new Top Gun in the theater, I was with my girlfriend, and she like of course appreciates none of the original Top Gun comparatively. Mm-hmm. But I was like, he's like, you could be my wingman anytime, and then he's like, bullshit. <laughs> you could be mine and like that's like the that's like the funny line at the end where like they're trying to be like sentimental but it's just like two dudes that are fighter pilots is like bullshit you could be mine <laughs> that was the whole movie right there so don't need to watch so the, you don't need to watch your that's, that, that's just ruined it all that for ozark, you. <laughs> i tried to do that with ozark and but i it's was like, like what happened hey that's a good one ozark's I, good i had to watch the whole thing over again because it's just so much i'm like what is going on? Yeah, here? Ruth, I got three Ruth, kids committing to watching something that long. Yeah, it's like I can't towards do the it. end there. Yeah. Unless, like, it's I'm over melon. yeah, unless it's Coco Melon for you. No, yeah, nah, not really. Ruth Langmore though, total she inspiration. Is, yeah, yeah, she is a tough <laughs> she, one. She's Spicy. TikTok star now. I think everybody knows a girl like Ruth Langmore. Yeah. That's true, especially if you're from the Midwest. Yeah, shit, it's, I got a cousin like that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, hey, we're, I, whenever you open up Dog Pound Two the, with the gym inside, like we're gonna have you back on. Sound awesome. Like a plan? Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah man. A, thank you very cool much. We had a blast with you. Thanks for coming, Hey, man. Uh, tell everybody where to find you or how to follow your gym. So you can follow us on any social media. It's D-A-W-G-P-O-U-N-D-K-C. Uh, if you want to try out a free class, get a seven-day free trial. Uh, everything's laid out for you. It's like working with a trainer when you come in, except it's at an affordable price, and you pick and choose the times you want to come in, and everything's taken care of. We're going to check in with you every four weeks, make sure you execute, and literally walk you down how to be in the best shape of your life. Awesome, Awesome, man. man. Look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you.